Hey guys, welcome to episode four. How are you, Zabir? I'm doing fine. How about you? I'm pretty good. Myself. I mean, actually, no, I'm not. I'm kind of tired because, <laughs> well, for one, I was editing all day. And then after that, when we were supposed to record, Discord decided to not work anymore. Yes, it's mostly on my end. But like from my experience, Discord just is really crappy. And uh, Zoom is just really good for some reason. I don't know. That's just my experience. If you <laughs> honestly i hate to admit it because <laughs> i actually i trash on zoom a lot because of their security concerns and stuff but i don't know like for things like this it just works right now there's like no interference you're i can see you properly yeah. i hear you properly but yeah discord just wasn't working yeah like security aside if, if we're just talking about the, the actual quality and stuff then zoom is just like i've never had problems with it i think that's why my colleagues used it too and stuff like during work mm. Uh, the funny thing about Zoom, though, is that until now, like I said, the only thing I used it for was for work back when I was back when I was employed and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and yeah, so there's a there's a point when I I think I mentioned this to you before, but like there's a point when I was seeing like the only people outside of home whose faces I'd see were like my colleagues' faces, and it just felt kind of weird. I'm like, what about my friends? I can't even see my own friends' faces and stuff. Mm. But you know, like yeah, it's it's kind of like that's like the the prime or like the the typical midlife you know adult kind of thing to do honestly just yeah. to just <laughs> just see your coworkers more often than you do your friends yeah now that i think about it even before the quarantine times it's sort of like that too but uh at least at least then like i'd see you guys or like i'd see you at least face to face physically because like we'd uh do stuff together which makes me wonder i think i mentioned this on our last take too like uh, the the take that you guys aren't hearing because it was on Discord and didn't work and stuff. But like, I brought up the point of like how how quarantine is changing our lives and stuff. <laughs> but what well, one of the things is just like not seeing people as much. I mean that's obvious, but like I never really stopped to think about it that much. Like how much it's affecting me. If it's affecting me, I don't know. <laughs> like right. No, there's obviously like the there's the initial shock uh, yeah. where. You obviously you can't go outside anymore so then therefore you don't really see anybody and that's pretty obvious but i think like there are further like ramifications or consequences down the road right uh that unfold more slowly i find it weird oh okay one thing i realized is that like there's some people who i haven't seen a long time even before quarantine started it's like now that it started i just think about it more i feel more like conscious about it you know what mm. i mean like i don't know but it's like, it, it's, it's kind of weird because uh, one thing I realized is that like social interaction, at least at least for people who are a bit more introverted like me and maybe you, it's the kind of thing that feels like it's never necessary, but always kind of nice to have like with friends and stuff. It's yeah. Like, it's like you can live without it. You don't need it. Like you need water and food and stuff. But then it feels like something is missing without it. It does. I wonder how, I wonder how it feels for like people who are more extroverted. Right, because like, me and you, well, I I can sometimes you know, if I don't see people in a while, then I actually start to like feel it too, mm-hmm. like I notice it. I'm not sure how it is for you, but like yeah, we're both like I guess more on the introverted end, but I wonder how it is for people who are really out there 
Right. For for I think for me, part of it is that like at any given moment, I'm gonna have some kind of priority list of like people who I'm like talking to most frequently and stuff, and then those people are the ones who like, you know, like I have no excuses for like not replying to their texts or like uh, not calling them or picking up their calls or things like that. But then there's also going to be people who are further down the list who just at that given moment, I kind of like file them away in my head. And then later on, like maybe I revive it a bit. But uh, I don't know. Um, I know you, you said that you... Wait, is it you who uses Notion for like keeping track of... Uh, uh, I recently started... Um... At the be- like at the beginning of the year in January, I used it just primarily for school, so right. I just like I write notes on it and and all the usual stuff. Uh, it's it's neat. Like Notion, you can really just do whatever you want on it. Uh, and I I was looking at like some of the templates on Notion that are available, and I saw one called like the personal CRM. I think this is what you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, it's such an odd concept. <laughs> it's basically. Well, you know what CRM is, right? Uh, I think I think maybe. it starts. I think it stands for like customer resource management, but oh, okay. it's basically what companies use to keep tabs or keep on track, um, right? Or keep in touch with customers and calling them back, things like that. But then Notion has this spin on it, which is like the personal CRM, where <laughs> you have like an entire list of colleagues, friends, and like close friends, and then that list just gets updated as time progresses so you can like you can literally encode you can write like a formula in notion where it tells you to reach out to somebody if it's been longer than an x amount of time since you last spoke right and it's like it it sounds i like when you first told me about it like i know it sounds really weird and stuff because like you said it's like it's for yeah it does it's for managing customers or like that's where the concept comes from but then you start applying the same concepts to friends. But at the same time, it's like, uh, it. I don't, I, I think it can be used really well because it's not the kind of, it's not like it's saying, oh, at this exact time, at the, every week, you have to talk to this friend at no other time and like, you know, things like that. But just like as a friendly reminder and stuff. And it's it's very, I realized it's very easy to lose track of time when it comes to things like this. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because there's no like, uh, like you don't lose track of time when it comes to things that have a clear deadline on them. But when it comes to things where it's like, oh yeah, I'll uh, yes, I'll I'll meet up with that friend eventually, or I'll talk to that friend eventually. It's like at any given moment, it feels like there's no real harm if you don't do it for another week mm-hmm. or something. And yeah, technically that might be true. There isn't. It's one of those things where like the marginal effect is so tiny that you don't notice it. But like over time, it's like it builds up. It builds up definitely. And then like you can you can have gone like a year and feel like, wait, what the heck? I haven't seemed like i for so long or something right. that's sort of yeah i've definitely like experienced that i've definitely been like the culprit there too um yeah. i can even like look back to messages <laughs> there's some that i only realize okay to be honest some of the messages that i've gone have been through apps that i don't normally see but right. sometimes they come through and then i open up the app and see that oh it's been like a week since they messaged and and then i'm like okay you know what it's been a week just i'm busy right now let me let me put it off for a bit and then next thing you know i open up that app that i don't frequently use again and it's been like two weeks and i'm like okay whatever it's been a little while i'll just say oh i don't use i'll just tell them hey i've 
I'm not active on this app. But then yeah. eventually, like, the end result is that you never end up replying at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've, I've had that happen, too. It's, like, like the, the only thing that can really get someone to reply is, like, if if you're using one of those apps where, like, you know, it shows if someone is online. And, like, you, you, or, like, if you literally call someone. Or, like, you know, you, you message them when you know they're online. They know that you messaged them and, like, they have no excuse. <laughs> they can't, you know, like, tap out or anything. But, yeah, exactly. When it comes to things like... uh like for example, like uh, if someone messages me uh, or, or like text messages me, I can just like I mean yeah, obviously get a notification, but something about text, text messages just feels a bit more low tech. And like, ah, uh, you know, it's like it's not urgent. It feels somehow, very, right? it feels very like low effort. <laughs> like you can get away with it really well. Yeah, you can just like pretend you didn't see it or something, even though you did see it and stuff. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I I think I was talking about this issue last week a little bit. Briefly, um, because it wasn't the main topic, but mm. uh, it's definitely something that I think about a lot and stuff. And I still haven't. Did I mention last week that I was gonna message some people? Yeah, I still haven't. I think still you haven't did. Message them. There's one yeah. very particular person that you keep there's on like mentioning. Three. Oh, there's, there's three. three people. <laughs> Look, there's there's two there's two who messaged me who I didn't reply. They to. message you too. <laughs> and there's there's one who there's one who I just haven't spoken to in a long time, and who I keep telling myself I'll get around to. I okay yeah I, I want to explore this a bit more because like it was it was like a subtopic of last mm. week's discussion but like I'm mean, just not to take up the whole conversation but like I just want to talk about it a bit more I don't think it's too redundant right right um yeah but like the the reason I I just really want to probe why I don't do it and it's because wait I mean, there's give, a lot give me of... one second before you start sure uh, you can continue talking I just have to plug in my laptop okay no problem yeah but it's like it's because at any given moment. Or, like, there's a few things. One is, there's this irrational fear that the conversation is going to spiral out of control if I start talking to them again after so long. Right. And then, like, it's going to take up a lot of time and stuff. But honestly, even if it does take up a lot of time, that's, like, what, one hour out of, like, one year or something? Like, that's a very small amount in the grand scheme of things. You know, like, uh, the, the way I see it is, like, the longer you've gone without talking to someone, the more time you should be willing to spend with them or spend talking to them when you do mm. reconnect. Obviously, it shouldn't take over things, but, like, you, it sort of saves up in a way, right? Yeah. Uh, wait. <laughs> Sorry. Just give me, just give me one moment. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you heard my intermission music? That's going to be unique among our episodes so far. So, I'll just, you're back? Yeah, no, my parents calmed me down. Oh, yeah, no problem. Okay, but yeah. So, no, I think the last thing I was saying was about like saving up like how the longer you've gone without talking to someone the more time you should be willing to spend talking to them when you do reconnect and stuff but then at the same time it's like i don't know what's the reason in the first place that you don't end up uh, spending enough time talking with them or what's the reason that you like we come up with excuses to hide away i know one thing i mentioned last time was like this this weird sense at least for me i don't know how much this applies to other people but it's a weird sense that i can't reply until i'm fully like how do i say this like stable myself or like i know exactly what i'm doing at the moment because i don't want to come to them looking like some kind of mess 
if that makes sense. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's it's about like presenting yourself. Yeah, that's a big part of it. In 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 a way that's what like busy. <laughs> right. Yeah. So something like that, or not even about busyness necessarily, but just a sense of like, yes, this is what I'm doing right now, or like I okay, I I don't like it when I'm in an intermediate stage, which is like for example, let's say like you applied for something and you're waiting to get it or things like that. Like even almost have this superstitious idea that like if I apply for something, for example, then I can't tell mm. people about it until I get it. Because I feel like, oh, if I get it, or if I apply for something, and then I tell them, oh, I applied for this, and then don't get it in the end, it looks like I failed or something. Oh, no, that that's understandable. Like, if you're applying to something, you don't have to, or it's better to, like, not necessarily tell people about it until you get it. Because if you tell somebody, oh, I applied, and then... Yeah. Or if you told a bunch of people that you applied to something, <laughs> and then you end up not getting it, well, then you look like a, a bit of a fool. Yeah. But, but I don't see, like... Why? Why does that stop you from calling people or talking at length with people that you well, don't? That, yeah, that you haven't like for a while. I, I feel like there's two two different cases. One is uh, one is the ones where you just haven't spoken to someone for a long time or talked to someone for a long time, and the other is where they messaged you and you're just like waiting to reply. I think the I, I'll talk about the latter one first because it's a bit easier to explain what's going on there. In that case, it's like um, if they message you and let's say they're like, "Hey, how's it been?" what's up or something you know something like that then you feel like you have to be like you have to say everything that's going on in your life at the moment like when you're <laughs> applying stuff but then you feel like nah right now i don't know what i'm doing so if i apply it's gonna look bad or something like that i don't know uh, <laughs> just does that make sense why though <laughs> why why should the default be that you have to explain your professional state at that time uh, like, like why can't you just say oh I, <laughs> you know I'm just out here. I'm vibing or something. I don't know. Like, well, why is the default that you have to mention? Oh, I'm doing such and such thing at the moment. I think it's just like if you don't say it, or if you don't say enough of it, then then they might think like you're holding something back almost, or like like oh, I thought we we're friends, weren't you? Like you know, like saying more about what you're actually doing at the moment. Not obviously. Mm. Again, it's one of those things where did I mention the whole care catcher thing in the first episode? Like we create a care catcher of someone else in our head. Which is like looking down yeah, on us. I remember, I remember we talked about I'd that. I'd say it's very much that. And that's kind of what I'm trying to overcome. You know, the sense that... Like, honestly, there's there's nothing wrong with saying like, okay, right now, this is what I'm doing. But I've also like applied for this. Or I'm waiting to hear back from that. Or things like that. And like, I don't have everything figured out. I'm just, you know, like most other people. But then like... And they're not going to judge you for that, most likely. <laughs> if they're good friends. But then we tell ourselves that they will or something. You know, like... Mm. And there, there's almost this, or at least with me, for example, there's a sense that, oh, if I keep coming to people and saying, yeah, right now, like, if I look like I'm flip-flopping, like, oh, one moment I'm doing this thing, another month I'm doing that thing, then it looks like I don't have my life in order or something. It's like, as if as if the only time I'd be able to, like, <laughs> come to people properly and, like, talk to them about myself is, like, once I have a steady career or something, you know, it's like... But you see, I feel like... I feel like this, again, we're bringing the book back, but I feel like this is kind of related to one of the chapters in that book we're reading, which is the whole thing about, like, excuses, right? Yeah. Like, like if you if you apply to this example, it's as if somebody who doesn't talk with people because they assume that they have to have their life in order in order to talk to said people, it's more of, like, an excuse to prevent yourself from 
I don't committing to a conversation almost. Right. And it's it's the kind of thing where like it's not that it, it's a different thing where if it's like someone who you don't actually enjoy talking to and you're just trying to get out of talking to them. That's a different thing. But like it's like it's yeah. like people who let's say I want to talk to. Um so it's not necessarily that I don't want to talk to them. Or like let's say if I saw them in person I'd have to talk to them and I'd probably enjoy it. But it's more the kind of thing where it's like like oh, there's that fear of almost like this weird fear of failure within a conversation even though it's basically impossible to fail at conversation <laughs> we're both we're going back to failure now aren't we i'm sorry it's just it's at the core of <laughs> For everything the umpteenth time. No, but this is this is a very specific kind of failure it's like yeah it's like people's perceptions of you and like what we tell ourselves about how they're going to perceive you and stuff okay uh that means that leads me to the uncomfortable admission that I have to, like, no matter when I reach out to someone, it's going to be at a time when I don't have everything in order. Unless I wait, like, 10 You years. won't. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it, it's, uh, I get what, I get what, like, your, your line of reasoning and everything. And, you know, I, I'm guilty of it at times, too. But, like, if you think about it, that's such a flawed line of reasoning because you're never going to be where you want to be. Right. And if you're just using that as an excuse, or not as an excuse, but, like, as a barrier to to catching up with people you're never gonna end up catching up with people yeah that's true that's true okay and then i'm gonna i'm gonna commit to myself to uh to reach out to some of those people i still need to i think i still need to like time things properly in a way like i can't do it too spontaneously because uh you know i i think there's a reasonable concern of it not like you know interfering with like your regular routine and stuff but uh yeah, yeah. i think okay you know what you can hold me accountable to this this is very weird. This is like, like no one asks someone else to. Or you can like, also set up a Notion workspace. Wait and share it with you or something. Yeah, you can do that too if you want. I mean, I'll I'll anonymize the names, but like for their own sake. Sure. But if you want. Yeah, just call honestly, them like Peter and John. <laughs> all that. Honestly, I might actually be down to do something like that. This sounds so artificial, dude. I know, I know, but it's like I feel like it's not something. It doesn't sound like something like people would do. Because it's not. But it's it's like honestly, this is like desperate times. Desperate times call for desperate measures. It's like literally just uh, I feel like just doing it a few times, just like forcing yourself to say like, okay, I'm just gonna forget everything going on with my life or whatever for a second, and just do what I tell, keep telling myself I'm gonna do, and I'll get someone mm. else to hold me accountable to it. Like just do it a few right. times, and then you like kind of immunize yourself to it. I think yeah, I think one one real thing is that. Uh, if you, if like the main times you remember talking to someone or like, you know, like meeting with someone, socializing with someone are times when you felt like things were in order somehow, then it might be difficult to do that when you feel like things are not in order or like, or like sometimes relationships are very confined to a specific kind of setting. And I think this, mm-hmm. this applies not just within like the whole order on order kind of thing, but like, for example, let's say if someone is a school friend, it might be hard to convince yourself to like talk to them when you don't have school yeah no it's it's a it's a whole f- like concept of friendships of circumstance i think we talked about this once i think so yeah but then it's like sometimes you want to or like you feel like a friend is more than just a friend of circumstance but then when you're outside of that circumstance you make excuses like oh i'm right. not in this circumstance <laughs> yeah no i've definitely had encounters where like i know people within a certain class or within a certain setting and then i see them outside and you know, like obviously you say hi and everything, but there there just isn't that 
that amount of conversation that you can like have with them. Right. And I think one thing that I've come to realize, and now like this whole time I'm like kind of focusing narrowly on like those three or whatever examples that I mentioned to you, or I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I mentioned like maybe one name to you, but most of them like not by name anyways. But yeah, I think one thing I realized is a lot of friends who I previously thought were friends in some kind of general sense are actually sort of friends of circumstance. Because I think until recently, I thought that the only kinds of friends of circumstance I really have are like school friends. Right. But that's not true. Even if you know a friend purely from outside of school, then in a way, they almost become an outside of school friend. It's like the circumstances outside of school. Or like, let's say there's one friend who like, or there's some friends who I mostly see at like uh, family gatherings, that kind of thing. You know, like our families. Or the family circumstance friends. there is just like the family gathering again. Right. So that like when I when I go to those family gatherings, I think, oh, you know, I'm, this isn't school or something. So it's not really like a formal kind of setting. So then I, I, I tell myself like, yes, this is a general friend in some sense, you know, like a, mm-hmm. they take like their my connection with them is even stronger than my connection with school friends. But then let's see if a few months go by when I'm in school, like during a school semester. And if I'm not going to those gatherings during that time, then I don't end up uh, connecting with them, which just proves that they are friends of circumstance after all, you know? Like, yeah. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing either that you have friends of friendships of circumstance. I think like every, every circumstance has its place. Like I have, I have people who I consider family friends, but we only ever see each other when there's like a family gathering, like you said. Right. And same, same thing applies with like work, I guess. Like if you have workplace friends or school friends, like you don't, I feel like there's like levels to friendships where, whereby you can't expect somebody who you became friends with in one particular circumstance to automatically become your friend in every other setting as well. That's true. But then I think like there there's some friends of circumstance who you're you really are fine with them just being friends with that circumstance of that circumstance. Yeah, I feel like I feel like each circumstance is like its own entry point into a more uh, like holistic friend. Right. Or like a more general friend in a way. Like some people, I, I guess, stay at those entry points, which are those circumstances, but then some people kind of make it through into the inner circle. Here's the thing I've realized, though, which is that, so some friends, like friends who are like locked within certain circumstance, once that circumstance comes to an end, as some do, like, you know, school, you graduate from mm-hmm. school, or okay, you stop going to these family gatherings, for example that friendship almost dies with it. Or like, you, you'll always consider them a friend. Sure, if you see them around, you'll say hi. But like, you, you stop reaching out to them because you think, oh, I never actually reached out to them from the start. I just see them in this in the setting that we'd go to for common purpose and then i talk to them there, there and stuff, right? So then as a result of that, a lot of friendships kind of go dormant. And this has happened to me with a lot of friendships. And sometimes you're fine with that because you're like, yes, I only saw this person as like a friend of this circumstance. The main reason that I... Uh, spoke to them was because we were together in this same setting or something you know yeah yeah. something deeper than that but then some friendships manage to graduate from that somehow like that's the word i want to use graduate almost like you you graduate (laughs) from high school and you go on with your life like the friendship itself graduates from that circumstance and like like our friendship for example right like we started as school friends yeah in middle school and then just purely school friends yeah and then i went to 
high school uh, you came to the same high school but like you know weird things happened we were, we were in the same grade and stuff but like we still saw each other so that kind of rekindled things a little bit yeah and then e- even honestly even my friendship with you went dormant for a bit uh for like i think the first two or three years yeah let's say the first three years of university of university yeah like i mean we'd still like talk time to time and whatever we still considered each other friends for sure but then like i still remember you like one day we went to tanger did we mention this in previous? yeah that was it was so random too I don't know, was that, like, the first time we actually hung out after, like, a long time? I think so. I feel like every summer at some point you'd say, like, yo, we should, like, hang out and do something. And it'd be like, no. yeah. And, like, nothing would happen. Like, we'd see each other sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. And then, yeah, it's really just last summer that, like, one day you're like, yo, let's, uh, let's go to Tanger. <laughs> let's go to Tanger. Like, you know what? And... I'm down. And then... <laughs> yeah. What was it? Like, we spent, like, the whole day there, too. Yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah, I was yeah. just trying to like find shoes to wear, <laughs> and I think I spent like two hours just trying to figure out, or like just deliberating between two or three pairs of shoes. Right. Yeah, I, I remember that. <laughs> but no, it was, it was the whole thing felt kind of nice. Like I have fond memories of it now. Almost, I got my watch yeah. there. Like, it was my only watch. I got it. There. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then after that, like we kept seeing each other in the summer and stuff, and then like throughout the rest of the year, through like r- right up until now. Right, that's kind of what rekindled things, to the point that now it feels like if we go for a week without talking, then something's wrong. Right, it it wasn't like before. It was like we could go for months without talking, and it would be, just, yeah, the the way things go. But like now it's like suddenly things have gone so much closer. It's not that either of us have changed in a way that like oh suddenly we, uh, we find each other, each other's company more like enjoyable or something. But it's literally just that we spent a bit more time together at the beginning and then it just set things off like that and i think i want to make some of my other friendships graduate like that too mm. like especially the the ones i keep mentioning like the whole tension comes from the fact that it was kind of locked in a setting in a certain circumstance and then that circumstance no longer exists as much as it did before right but i, I want to like, move it beyond that you know like i feel like okay weirdly enough when when you move on when there is no circumstance uh like for a friendship that's like probably like the prime time to move or graduate it from uh from a friendship of circumstance just like a general or like a closer friendship like right. think about it uh if you consider like me and you at one point once we both graduated we had no um uh, similar circumstance right you're in yeah. a different university. I was in a different university. Different programs altogether. So there was no circumstance until we both kind of, I guess, rekindled the friendship or right. reached out. Uh, and yeah, it's weird because like, I have no recoll- recollection of us actually reaching out to each other. I feel like it's as if it just it just happened. But yeah, like we had no circumstances that, that were similar to each other. But then... As as we sort of graduated <laughs> the friendship, yeah. Uh, for the long, it's like it's as if we established many circumstances through which right, we so, we interact. Yeah. So now it's become a very holistic thing. It's not like oh, we're just meeting for this one purpose, and once if this purpose ever stops happening, then we'll stop meeting for that purpose. You know, but like we'll have other purposes to meet for, or we'll just we'll literally just hit each other up just to talk. You know, something like that. Whereas it's like completely detached from any external kind of setting, you know? It's it's so weird when you think about it, how like most of the friends you make, it's because you see them in some setting at first, 
mm-hmm. and then you just you just get to know them and then yeah like it's 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 something that's important to be aware of i feel like like how do i say it? like we like when you're in school for example you just when you're talking to your friends you're not thinking of the fact that you're in school as much you just think about the fact that you're talking to your friends but you have to be really i, I say this as advice almost uh, mm-hmm. like well anyone really like I'm people who are in school mostly, I guess, high school, middle school, you know, I don't care. Um, but like, just be very aware that the friends who you're friends with right now, the reason you got to know them is because you're both in the same school or same program or whatever. And then ask yourself honestly, like, is this someone who I value my relationship with enough that I'd realistically want to keep uh, keep talking with them after school? If mm-hmm. the answer is yes, then you have to take measures for that once school ends, or like you have to right like you have to be it, it's not just gonna, once there's no more reason to meet yeah, yeah you have to make up that reason you have to just reach out and yeah I'm okay so on one hand like if you take an example of i guess two two friends who are trying to like reconnect yeah um okay no maybe it's kind of easier when they're when they've already been friends like you can like just call somebody and say oh you want to hang out at you know when when are you free and stuff right and i think it's it's straightforward enough, right? But sometimes instead of... Okay, so I'm getting kind of confused here. One sec. I'm going to be having a bit of dessert that my brother made. <laughs> oh, what'd yeah. he make? Chocolate mousse. Oh, sick. <laughs> um, yeah, what was I saying? Um, you're talking about like two friends trying to reconnect or something. One of them. Yeah, okay. So what I, what I was saying was that... Um, you kind of have to i feel like close friends close friendships are created when you sort of expand the number of circumstances that you share with each other right you see what i mean Yeah, exactly yeah so you kind of have to make some of those circumstances on your own almost like irrespective of the amount of time you you spend with each other like you could have close friends who uh you only interact with like you know once a week or or not, 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 not even once a week. Like maybe once every few weeks, right? Yeah. But if you still have some kind of, uh, some variety in terms of like the circumstances that you share, I still think like you have a stronger bond that will uh, last. Right. Yeah. The, the one thing I realized is like, for example, like when you're school friends with someone, it's like you can see them literally every day. And yeah. You talk to them every day too, or like almost every day, and then you can just, like, let's say school ends. And then for some reason they just weren't close enough with you that like you like you'd never hang you'd never hang out, out of, outside of school or something like that. And then school ends and then it's as if as if you never knew each other almost. Like you go to like zero. Yeah, and that just Whereas, proves it because that's only like one circumstance and it's irrespective of like the frequency too. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's it it's not about the like yeah, the number of circumstances or not even just the number itself, but even if there's only one circumstance, like even if it's simple, like, hey, every week or every two weeks, we meet up and we eat together or something like that. But just that, like, that intentionality behind it, you know, mm-hmm. of like saying, we are planning this together. It's not, oh, we, we're both going to be here anyways. Ah, uh, so maybe purpose. maybe it's like the the active intention that that goes into creating that circumstance. Like, you, yeah, can, exactly. you can be friendships of circumstance because that circumstance has been brought up upon the two of you but then there are yeah. those circumstances that you actually build and create so if you think about school for example well you're both kind of like cast into that classroom yeah it's not like you both actively decided oh 
we're gonna go to we're gonna be in this class together and then he then he went to the class but and then if you think about something like oh two friends would create like some kind of project or they have some kind of thing that they like to do together like some kind of weekly get together or you know like a mm -hmm. game night or something like that well there's some intentionality to that right there's some kind of active contrib like contribution there's some kind of active choice that's made yeah yeah exactly it's not as if some institution is bringing you together and once you both leave that institution or once that institution disappears or something like that then your friendship itself will disappear but it's as if like there's something holding you together that's like independent of the rest of the world you know mm -hmm. it's i i think of it almost like like you have a bag full of marbles like the bag represents like a school the marbles are like classmates or something and maybe like two that are two marbles that are close together are like two classmates or friends or whatever but then once the bag is spilled open those marbles will just scatter whereas like during the if you put like some kind of I don't know, some kind of glue between two of the marbles or something while they're in the bag. Then once you like dump the bag, a bunch of the marbles will scatter, but some of them will stay together. Why? Because they formed some kind of extra bond, like while they were in that bag, while they were in that circumstance, they mm. made, they did, they did something extra. Okay. I think like one good example of this is like, uh, uh, so there's this one friend who I had, I see this almost like the model example. There's one friend who I had when I was in high school. So in the second high school I went to, and uh, I think I think in grade twelve or something, like once a week or once every two weeks or something like that, like on Friday afternoons, because we both had spare time or something, we just like go to new nearby subway and just like ah. eat there or something, you know. So <laughs> yeah. this is something completely outside of school. Yeah. Nothing to do. It's like talking at lunchtime is one thing, but like just saying, oh, let's let's go to the subway. Like we're we're off campus. We're not we're not even students at that point. Almost, you know, if someone sees us there. We're just two like teenagers or something just <laughs> at a subway right just chilling and then so we established that kind of and then after that even after graduating from high school it's like time to time maybe it's once every few weeks maybe it's even once every few months but like we always make it happen like we'll meet up and stuff yeah yeah like that's interesting because if i look back at uh many friendships within high school or uh like within earlier high school in the first high school we definitely like <laughs> the friendship was strong right and within like the classroom setting you know we we pretty much interacted all the time and it, it, like it was pretty strong but then there was no like there was no intentionality to it it was just mainly the fact that that setting was imposed upon you guys and you kind of made it work out uh in terms right, of exactly. friendships but then there are friendships where like there's there's like for example me and you and there's like uh you know the squad right <laughs> like me you and yeah you know yeah. i feel like yeah looking back at high school we we had a lot of things that went on outside of class like there was some kind of intentionality to it so if you think about like some mm -hmm. of the projects that we did even though those projects were for school there was like we used to like kind of one-up the project requirements which would like directly require us to put in more effort and like more time outside of school together and that like right, that yeah, contributed yeah. to the amount of shared experiences that we had. Right, exactly. So then it felt like it felt like your friendship went beyond the like the confines of the school. Even something as simple as yeah, like going to each other's houses or something. Like okay, if if you're only meeting someone within school, I'm not saying this is true 100% of the time, but if you're only meeting someone inside of school, then there's a pretty high chance 
that once school ends, you just won't make that much of an effort to see them after. Whereas if like during school, you also like, yeah, maybe school is the main place where you see them, but like time to time you like, you arrange to like, you know, go to each other's houses or like meet up somewhere else or something mm -hmm. like that, right? Then that will probably graduate and like keep happening even after school ends, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely like even, I know we're talking about high school a lot, but even in uh, the university setting, there are people that I know, right? And like, I consider my friends, but the only interaction that ever happens is when it's either within school or when it's something related to school. And again, that's like only one medium, like one circumstance. And if that circumstance is cut off, i.e. like if school finished and it's a summer break, we probably don't really interact much, right? So I think right. like, yeah, like a good kind of mental model is the whole, like the number of uh, circumstances that you share with each other actively or have yeah, like, shared like in the past. Right. Especially if it's like kind of more intentional ones yeah. rather than just once you're in a common setting. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like yeah, graduating, yeah. like in order to graduate your friendships into a closer uh, circle, you kind of have to like add on to the number of number of intentional circumstances that you share. Right. Or the frequency in some cases. If it's like, well, you, know, if it's you don't have one... to, it doesn't have to be frequency. Remember? Cause like, Frequency, like as you mentioned, doesn't really matter too much as long as it's regular. Yeah. Like as long as it's well, recurring. Yeah. I'd say that regularity. Even even yeah. like even if there's only like one or two circumstances, but if they're regular enough, like just like one intentional circumstance is like worth more than like like three or four uh like like you know, non intentional circumstances. Yeah, like imposed and, circumstances. Exactly, yeah. So just just the intentionality, just making that switch is like such a big difference. And most of the time, you're only seeing someone in like one non-intentional circumstance, and like zero. Just call them. Just call them imposed circumstances. Imposed, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. good. Yeah, and like so, if you're if you're seeing someone in only like one imposed circumstance and zero uh, intentional circumstances, then that's just like that's that's like what happens in a lot of cases, and that's a good recipe for like I won't I don't want to say disaster, but like it's a recipe not. for aid and like not a, okay, not even a weak friendship, but like a friendship that's that given like if you cut off that circumstance it would probably uh dissolve yeah almost as if it as if it didn't exist to begin with like yes you know this person you know something about them because like you know a few things about them because like you spoke for a long time but it just it just like they're not in your life mm -hmm. it's kind of scary if you think about it like yeah you, it is like pe people who you can spend so much time with who like at a given moment take up such a big slice of your life pie if you want to call it that of like your time can suddenly go like almost overnight to zero. Yeah, it to can. Zero percent. <laughs> it definitely zero point one percent. Yeah. And again, like if it's and none of this is like telling people that oh, you better make sure that all your friends of circumstances become deeper friends because at the end <laughs> of the day, if it's up to you. But like you have to ask yourself if you if you want to make it a deeper friendship, you have to put effort into that. Right. That's the one thing that like I'm really lazy with. Yeah. Because like, I. <laughs> no, I think okay. There's uh, I, I hear this advice a lot, which is like you gotta put in more effort into your friendships. Like that, yeah. like the the idea is good and all, but there isn't really necessarily like there aren't any concrete steps that somebody can take from that advice. Like okay, where do I put in the effort, right? Like what are like the like what can I do in order to put in effort? Like the idea is there, but like the concrete steps aren't there. 
but I guess like if you factor in this whole uh, concept of circumstances, um, like this whole framework, I guess that we just kind of created on the spot right now, uh, right. in order to put in more effort, the idea would be to create more intentional circumstances. So yeah. that could be either as simple as as asking them, you know, out to dinner, right? So just yeah. having a day in the like on some weekend night where you guys get together. Uh, or it could be like as complex as like having some kind of ongoing project with them that you always see them. Not like an imposed project, but a project that you both kind of share with each other that's intentionally right. done. Uh, yeah, like that's where I guess like that's the practical side of putting in more effort. Yeah, exactly. And even like just it, it starts with the first step of just like reaching out in the first place, you know? Mm-hmm. And like yeah, be, being the first to... Like, yeah, one thing I've realized is, uh, like I said, I'm pretty lazy when it comes to, like, the whole reaching out part. So I'll, I'll leave that to other people. But then the the real issue, like, I guess that's not a big issue when, like, the people are willing to reach out. Like, okay, you're willing to reach out to me. And, like, some of my other friends are willing to reach out to me. But then then the, the, the place where it really breaks down is if for some reason you and your friend are both being too lazy to reach out. Or maybe they're not even being lazy. You know, maybe they they've are just you know whatever i'm not gonna like blame them or whatever yeah yeah but the point is like for whatever reason neither of you is doing it now the only thing that you can control is whether you reach out or not and then and it, it it's like 100 percent in your control you just have to send a text it's not in your control if they reply for example but like just sending out that first text and saying oh hey man what's up we haven't spoken yeah, for a long exactly. time do you want to hang out do you want to talk do you want whatever right and then like it's like I keep telling myself, yeah, it'll happen one day. Eventually, they'll like because I get I get I got kind of spoiled in a way. If that makes sense, where like I I come to expect that yeah I can be the I can get away with being like you can be the lazy receiver with these things, yeah. Because because the other the other person will just put up the will just do it right right. But then then there's cases where maybe the other person is like me, and then just nothing happens. Even though it, it's this weird thing where it's like there's a tiny activation energy. But then the returns can be enormous because right. maybe it's like you once you get back with this person, you're like, oh, how could I ever have like, you know, let our friendship like weekend or like, you know, get cold or something like I used to spend so much time with this guy. I used to like, you know, he's one of my best friends and stuff. And like, you know, like it all comes like crashing back down on you and stuff. But then like just that small little bump. It's just what you have to. Yeah. There's get over. A, like, like you said, there is like a little activation energy. There's always like the case where you you put in that energy, but then like it's not reciprocated. I mean, but yeah, and I even guess then you it's did such a small. Yeah, no, but like no, I I understand that. But mm-hmm. there's sometimes like those cases where like you do put in the energy, but then it's not like put back. Uh, yeah, like as as equally, or like maybe not even at all, but. In that case, I guess, like, it could signal that the person's either too busy or, like, or, or, you know, maybe, like, just not interested at all. Yeah, maybe they feel like, like, at the end of the day, if they only saw you as a friend of circumstance or something, mm-hmm. then okay, fine. It would be nice if they saw you as more than that, but whatever. Uh, then you just move on to the next one. Also, for me, like, I can't even say that I've done that kind of thing and then been, like, <laughs> rejected, so to speak. If you right, or it. maybe they just don't <laughs> realize it, and then at which point that's kind of, like... That's kind of sad because you got one person putting in the energy and the other person has come to expect to receive it, but they don't like, they don't quite realize that they have to put in that kind of energy back in order to keep it alive. Yeah. And I want to, 
so I think for me, there's two things. One is like one responding uh, to those texts yeah. and stuff. Finally, and just that. Now that I think about the st the stuff I said at the beginning was it really was an excuse to be honest, because uh, like the 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 whole idea of like oh uh, you know I'm not stable now or I'm not not everything is in order right now. That started a long time ago. Now the more honest reason might be things like, oh, you know, it's been so long since I've, since I saw the text. If I text now, they'll be like, oh, what would take you so long? But replying late is better than replying never. Yeah. Or I'll tell myself things like, oh, right now I'm actually. It's it's very ironic because on the one hand, if I feel like I'm I don't have things in order and like there's things that I, yeah, like if I feel like oh, I'm not busy enough. <laughs> if I feel like I'm not busy enough, then I tell myself. Oh, if I come, if I talk to them now, they're gonna think I'm not busy enough. On the other hand, if I'm busy, then I'm gonna say I'm too busy right now. See, it's, it's problematic <laughs> that we have to it's like so... that we have to present ourselves as being busy or having something done in our lives in order to like create or like rekindle a friendship. Yeah, as as if once you're busy, oh, then everything will then go then great. you're worth some kind of friendship value. <laughs> it's and in fact, it's quite, in fact, yeah, yeah. And once you are busy, then you'll say, oh, now I'm too busy for them. It's, it's just it's a it's a catch twenty two kind of situation. Yeah, it, it really is one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's a matter of priorities and how if something this is true with like literally everything, but definitely also with friendships. If something if you're not making it enough of a priority to yourself, then you'll find every excuse under the sun to avoid it. Exactly. And they, the excuses will contradict themselves, which is the hilarious part. They'll contradict. Them. They'll be. They'll seem. Anything. They'll seem very clever. The excuses will seem very yeah. reasonable, but then you're always gonna find that loophole where it just doesn't make any sense. Like you could say that, oh, I don't have time to talk to this person because I have such and such things going on in my life, and I have the school, and I have like work and stuff. But then you're gonna see yourself just scrolling <laughs> on Instagram for like an hour in bed. Right. Yeah. Like you. Yeah, it, it, it's dumb because like we tell ourselves like oh if i start talking with this friend again then i'm not gonna have time to do my work well no because you can just rather than cutting down on your work or whatever it is that you feel is important mm -hmm. just cut down on the useless time which you probably have a lot of in right. most cases like yeah every now and then you'll be like busy to the neck and stuff and like you really won't have time fine that's gonna happen time to time but most of the time no most of the time you're gonna have that time and like, if you really consider them a worthwhile friend, then just make that time for them. It really is about courage. Everything is about courage. It is. I, I feel like it's not about time. It's about courage. <laughs> the past it's two just... episodes, we've just been like teasing the book the whole time. It, it's because it makes clear ideas that like maybe a lot of us implicitly had, but we just never dwelt on them too much. Yeah. Or like never, you know. And so it's it's very like it's not like it's bringing something that's completely unheard of us or something. It's as if it's just like shedding. You know, like you're just putting reality into perspective like it's just like unclouding exactly. a lot of like a lot of the truths that we kind of understand intrinsically right. but it's been clouded by all these levels of like complexity of day-to-day of day -day life right exactly and so it's like it, it's it's almost natural that we're gonna talk even even if we're not thinking about the book consciously then mm -hmm. like we'll, we'll mention things that are kind of referenced in the book and stuff yeah, and it's crazy because, oh. like, the concepts that have been proposed in it were, I think, like, they were theorized or thought of back in, like, the 20th century, beginning of the 20th century. Right. And, yeah, it just goes to show, like, that 
time progresses but like <laughs> the main the, the core mechanisms of like of of uh social interaction remain the same yeah yeah a lot of these things are like very universal and stuff. yeah yeah it's like some sometimes we think like we're advancing somehow because like oh we're technologically more advanced or something but some things about humans won't advance like we'll always need friends we'll always be some kind of social creatures and stuff you know yeah like even if you change the medium or something that's not gonna like suddenly make you much happier or something because the same like needs are going to be there always like the way we fulfill them will like change and stuff sure it's like back in the day you used to like farm for your own food nowadays like you go to a restaurant whatever yeah but, like, you always need to eat but you the needs need are to still talk there. to friends yeah, exactly. exactly like so, back then you probably just lived in the same area and saw each other outside a lot but like nowadays you still have to like call them or talk with them online somehow especially yeah. at this time like the, this idea that technology will solve our, all of our problems is not true and this is a topic for a whole other day, but like just with this specific case, it's like you still need to put in effort for certain things. Yeah, there's like a there's friendship. a human element that can like never be taken away. Yeah, it, it's not like your your phone will just like hook you up somehow and like make you start talking like or like I don't like well, like it, there has to be that intention from the human. There has to be that motive. Yeah, from the, you can have all the you can have five different apps to talk to someone. The the best highest quality like chatting app or something if you don't use it and you can have like the best personal crm in place too but (laughs) if you don't use it or if you don't like put in the human effort that's required it's not going to lead to anywhere exactly like you you can obviously these things like did you get an intruder oh just for one sec okay (laughs) okay yeah it's fine we can resume okay yeah no i like that i like that we brought in some kind of terminology uh i i always aim for this sometimes it doesn't happen but it's quite nice because Okay, are you back, Abra? <laughs> yeah, I'm back. Okay, good. Just keep, keep talking. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Yeah, no, like uh, the whole idea of like intentional versus imposed circumstances and like yeah. graduating from one imposed circumstance to multiple intentional circumstances. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, it, it's crazy how like with these uh, terminology things, it's like you don't think you're going to make them in the beginning. You think you're just going to talk. But then like eventually you find yourself almost needing to make terminology because there's... I like how these things are, again, this kind of goes back to the whole, prof- sorry, this is going to be a bit meta, but I feel kind oh, bro, of. Bro, you and your meta. <laughs> uh, just for a second. Sure, go ahead. Uh, but it's like, there's all these things which like, we all kind of experience, but we just never think about them enough to give them names. Like where the names for things come from. It comes from when you like think about it enough to actually mm-hmm. say, oh, this, this concept reoccurs so much that I want to put a name on it. So something yeah. like imposed circumstances or intentional circumstances, no one thinks of it like that because they're all just like, oh yeah, this is just my friend. Right. No, this they, is a school friend like... or this is a work friend. And then there's like the actual friends. But like the moment, like when you put in this kind of shared language, uh, or these shared terms among them, then it really sort of like, it, it kind of reveals the different dynamics that exist between, uh, like among those different levels of friendships. Right, exactly. So, okay, I'm sort of just going to jump back into things right now, uh, like with friendships and all. Like, bring it back to, like, my situation. I think right. this is one of those things uh, that I want to prioritize to the point that it feels natural and where nothing else can replace it, like, like you know, making time for friends. Same with things like exercise or, you know, because uh, I remember there's another time I was talking to someone else, and, like, I mentioned... Uh, 
like oh there's some things like that we do every day because like we know we have to do them we see them almost as an obligation like brushing your teeth you know Mm -hmm. you don't you just even even if you're not like going to meet people or something you still brush your teeth because like oh my teeth will like decay otherwise you know in this very same way we should think of things like like friendships or something like oh if i don't take care of my friendships or if i don't like you know keep up to date on them they're gonna decay yeah yeah so why don't why don't you why don't you use like the the little framework we just create on the spot which is okay so right now like the friendships that you're talking about rekindling yeah what would you say do they have like one imposed circumstance or like what are the properties of it i love how a lot of these uh, episodes i feel this is gonna it's happened already like once or twice and it's probably going to keep happening. Are going to be like therapy sessions for me or something? <laughs> I, I need I to get on the receiving thing. end of, of it. Yeah, yeah, anytime you have some personal gripes or something, that's that's what makes the perfect talking points. <laughs> yeah. So, so what would you say? What are like the properties of it? So okay, there's there's the one who I haven't spoken to for a long time. This one is markedly different from the other two because the other two are more like you know they texted me. Uh, those are a bit weird. So like I'm mean, in terms of like the exact situation so i'll leave those out for now but like mm-hmm. the the one who i haven't spoken to for a long time that's someone who i would only uh up to a certain point like first of all no basically the only time i'd see him was like during family gatherings so much. that's an imposed circumstance yes yeah and and just realizing that it was an imposed circumstance is important i think because i thought oh school is the only imposed circumstance but no that was also an imposed circumstance right yeah and the the thing is I, uh, now that I think about it, it's like, like during those times, like it was, let's say until like high school or like second, first, second year of uni or something like that, that we'd see each other pretty often at these family gatherings. I think the thing back then is that neither of us would have to really put effort into meeting. You know, we just knew, oh, our families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that family friends is such a weird thing. It's your parents who are friends and then the children become friends. Yeah. <laughs> and then the children rely on the Just by virtue of the fact that you're, it's like, yeah, it's like a hierarchy of friendships exactly like like it's just oh it's it's not that you go out of your way to meet with them but your parents are friends so they just meet with each other and then you guys see each other it's like a mini heritage that's like created between <laughs> the the initial friends yeah just because the parents are friends everybody below becomes friends too and then the the fact is that like like with the parents the fact that they're meeting as adults you know like they have their working lives and stuff okay they're not in the same workplace as their family friends but the fact that they're just going out of the way to meet you know like drive over there and actually like walk into the person's house and like you know eat there and that kind of stuff it's very intentional whereas with the kids the kids might not realize it they think oh yeah this is my friend but it's actually imposed imposed doesn't mean that you're being forced to do it but it just means that you didn't have to put any. It just happened. It just happened. You, you, yeah, you didn't have to put any active energy. Exactly. You didn't put any effort into. It. They didn't put any effort into. It, it just. Oh, the powers that be, which are your parents, just made it happen. You know. Right. And then just just realizing that is so powerful. Now I almost wish. Obviously, like, it's not like regret makes things change, but it's it's good to like. I guess look back on your past life sometimes and like draw some lessons. So one lesson I would draw is that I should have taken steps from back then like while we were seeing each other frequently, like, you know, these family gatherings, just to make some intentional circumstance, just to time to time, just hit him up and say, hey, let's just meet, just me and you. Not not mm-hmm. either of our houses even, because anytime it's in our houses, honestly, there's a feeling of imposedness. You know what I mean? Or, I mean, we can still do that. Kind of. It's like a remnant of like the imposed circumstances that exist. Right. Or we can, we can still do that, but it's also nice when it's just me and the person together somewhere. 
And like none of our yeah. none of our half none of our family around or anything. Just me and them, like one on one time. And that's another thing now that I think about it. One on one time. Because uh a lot of the times when we'd see each other, there'd be other people too. Because, you know, it'd be like bigger kind of family gatherings, so like several family friends get together and stuff. Right? So it wouldn't just be me and him. It'd be me, him, and several other people. And nothing wrong with that, obviously. We're all friends and stuff. But then if you're not making some intentional one-on-one uh, time with someone, then you might see them almost like a group friend. Like, oh, yes, I see this person in group circumstances, but I won't, like, meet up with them one-on-one, you know? Whereas right. if you take steps to do that, then that establishes them as a singular friend in your mind. Like, oh, this person is my friend. I'm willing to go and meet just this one person, you know? So I'd say that's what I should have. Yeah, no, like, so so with those kind of friendships, like, if you're trying to rekindle that one specific one, like, you definitely need to somehow create a, uh, a like, either one intentional circumstance at first, but, like, or slowly add on to them. But then the question becomes, you know, how do you how do you do that, or how do you create those intentional circumstances? And and yeah, that comes down to like effort. Like the first thing you have to do is literally reach out and just just message the person, right? Yeah. Or just phone call them. And then naturally, like as you guys talk, you're probably gonna like decide to do something together. And there there boom, there's like the first uh, intentional circumstance that's created. Yeah, exactly. Like just just that first step of sending out those few words. And knowing full well that there will never be a perfect time to send that text. Never. It's just yeah. not going to happen. As long as you keep putting it off, the longer you put it off, the more stale it's going to seem. And it's a, it's one of those things where, like, have you heard the quote, like, the best time to do that thing was yesterday, the second best time is today. It's it's exactly right. that kind of thing. So it's like, yeah. yo, should I just? Okay, maybe what? not Maybe not tonight. <laughs> should he just do it tonight now? Tonight is late, but tomorrow morning. I'm going to do it. I'm gonna do it. Oh, you better! <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold you accountable to it. I feel like, I feel like this podcast is making me change for the better. Maybe, <laughs> like, actually taking concrete action points. Yeah, but like as I was saying, like as you, as you probably, like yeah, just like picture, picture us last year. Yeah. Like, I don't remember how. I guess like how the friendship got rekindled, but. Uh, it probably went something like just like either me messaging or calling you or like you doing that and then afterwards the, the first imposed circumstances circumstance was created which was like going to tango right yeah <laughs> sorry not imposed intentional uh and then after that there was like the whole uh, like studying thing like at the library and stuff and then there's probably like the few trips that we had there's a bit of exercise so- there too and stuff yeah, there's a bit of gym time too. Even if it happened very rarely, <laughs> even then it was still like it happened every night. Yeah, just the intentionality it pays dividends afterwards. Exactly. It's it's yeah. It's it's actually crazy how like all it takes is like one small spark to start things off. And they can very yeah. quickly because it's not as if it's not the same as like making friends with a stranger. That's always kind of hard. I think we spoke about this before, not on this podcast, but yeah. Um, but when it's like with known friends, it's like there's a tiny activation energy. But like once you both roll over that tiny hill, it's like you fall into this deep valley, valley in a good sense mm. of like, you know, like you just get pulled towards each other. You know, it's like so easy to reconnect once you just make that first and that first spark and stuff. I, I'm pretty sure it was you who reached out to me. Um, Maybe. But there's no way that I asked you, hey, can you drive me to Tanker or something with that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I, I think I want to get something from Tango then I just asked you yeah and if you want to tag along the the crazy thing is that if you didn't ask me then then maybe we just maybe it would take several more weeks or months until we reconnect yeah or something, yeah exactly you know and like and it's like after you 
like now I think to myself like yeah if the, if there wasn't that first day then so much of my last year or so would be a lot more dull and boring. I like, yeah, friendship is one of the things where it's like the the value is like it's it's weird because it's not something that brings you immediate material value. And even the things that you do with your friends, technically you can do them all on your own, right? So what does you what does it bring you? It's like a completely separate dimension or separate kind of need almost, you know, mm-hmm. like that social need, which is like all too easy to neglect. But then yeah, yeah, it's like you take. But then like the the benefits can trickle down to the other dimensions too. Yeah. And it's like, you, you know, you take it for granted when you have it. But once you lose it, that's when you really realize, you know, like, right. like the over the last year since I was doing co-op and stuff, I was mostly at work and stuff rather than at school. And I didn't really have any people my age at work around me and stuff. So I, the whole day I'd just be like, you know, sitting at my computer doing work. I'd be kind of bored in terms of like, you know, social, the social dimension. But then like when I got home, you know, some days I'd like text, like, you know, we talk or like in the mornings, maybe we'd do something or whatever. Right. So like we'd, we'd meet up time to time or do a podcast, mm-hmm. things like that. So that that's kind of like the running thread that I that's much more memorable than hours of sitting behind the desk at work. You know, like that's what you remember. We spoke about this kind of thing, like things that you remember. Yeah. yeah. And like it's not making you any money to it's not making me any money to talk to you right now. But I'm going to remember this a lot more than things that do make me money. This is yeah, kind of, exactly. Yeah, it's it's like the intention behind it. Exactly. Again, it comes down to intentionality for a lot of things. Yeah. And it's it's just crazy to think right now that like if I start that spark with that friend, then maybe it'll turn into something like what I have with you right now. And then and then like a year down the road I can imagine myself saying, Oh, I I can't I can't imagine what it would be like if I didn't reach out to him that one day or something. You know? Right. Like I'm looking forward to something like that. But it's me who has to put in that first step, you know? <laughs> exactly. Like, you can control whether you put in that kind of, I guess, uh, energy, but then, like, you can't expect other people to do it. Yeah. Once you're an adult, you cannot expect other people to make you friends with someone else or, like, make <laughs> make friends for you or something, you know? Like, as, right. as a kid, you can expect school to put you near peers. And you can expect family friend gatherings to, to put you near your peers. But then once you... Once you sort of graduate and get into university or, or work, the workplace, then you, you have to put in that intentionality, just as your parents did when it came to those family gatherings. Yeah. One, one thing that I realized with my parents, like my parents specifically, and probably a lot of other immigrant friends too, is that they have this very strong sense of, you know, like uh, ethnic or like national community when they come to these, like, like to the West. Mm-hmm. So that like, it's almost like anytime they see someone from the same country, you know, they like there's that spark of connection or something. Yeah, there's that link immediately. And then if you knew someone back home, like in your home country, even if you weren't that close to them, when you come here, it's like things become so much closer because it's like, oh, you know, like people, like friends or like co-nationals or like whatever the word is, you know, like people from the same country as you, they become a lot more sparse. They become a lot more rare. Mm. So like each one that you find is like much more valuable to you. So I think that's why a lot of their like friendships graduated from like, like kept going on after like after their university friends or whatever they right, were right. back home now obviously yeah exactly that's not going to happen for me but that's why i need to put even even more effort to like intentionally say like yes starting yeah now. it's even it's even more important now because like i find that i find that in a country like canada or like in in a social in in, in like the a society of of in like a western society there isn't that much of a an ethnic link right? right so you kind of have to like 
create those links yourself. Exactly. Whereas if you're back home, there's already that kind of link between you guys. Oh, you, you know, you're you're part of the same country, same origin, same tradition. So same culture, same everything. Yeah. Exactly. Same cuisine, same same whatever. And right. But to- you have to. You come here, and then uh, if if you run into somebody from the same origin, then yeah, like there's that. It's even more amplified because now you're in like a place where normally you don't find that link. Right. But if you're trying to like establish friendships with people, you have to like put even more uh, effort into creating those shared links. Yeah. Which again are those intentional circumstances. And also things like just, you know, the difference between living in a big city versus living in a small village, which is what it was like for a lot of our parents back home and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, In a big city, it's like, you're not friends with the people who are like immediately like, you know, neighbors and stuff where we have a reason to see every day like that. So it's like after you stop seeing them at school, if they like live on, live on the other side of the city, for example, it's very easy to just stop meeting up with them right? or, you know, something like that. So you have to put in that extra effort. Or let's say if you're in different cities, literally even just calling them or something, you know, you're not seeing them in person anymore, but that doesn't mean that your friendship should just like die or something. Right. Like it, so like just, being able to put that effort is it's very important exactly for us more yeah all right yeah so should we do a little recap of the the framework slash model we just I think created so, yeah well, that was all right this week. time you do it because i've been like pushing it throughout this episode sure and we oh we actually got out quite a bit this time an hour and minutes so it's like oh that's pretty good yeah okay so we started speaking about well, I I think I I'll jump straight to the thing about like imposed and intentional circumstances. Well, no, we didn't. Uh, is that but, the first thing we talked about? No, but it's like the first important thing. I feel like. Do you remember anything before that? Well, we had those. Uh, we had the little talk about uh, the layers of friendship. So yeah, which which uh, created the terms of of imposed and intentional circumstances. But uh, there was like there was the idea of like of. Uh, of having a friendship that starts off in an imposed circumstance, but then like graduating it into like a closer circle, right? Yeah, yeah. That that's kind of a recurring theme for me at least. Mm-hmm. Of like uh like you have friendships that start in an imposed setting and then yeah. while it's in an imposed setting, if you start doing some intentional things, things that are outside just that imposed setting, whether that's school or family gatherings. So intentional settings would be like, oh, meeting up to eat with each other or like uh, doing a podcast like this, something like that, right? Yeah. Something where it suggests uh, the setting is created by you and that friend, right? So that's the constant. And then, then once the imposed setting is gone, the friendship will still be maintained under these intentional settings. And that's how it graduates right, into like a full-on friendship just between you and that right. person. That has nothing, no connection to any like specific institution or some kind of, not necessarily institution, but some kind of, external party or third party and stuff exactly and yeah like i never noticed it but like now that we had this talk when i look back at my close friendships that are still active to this day they've all sort of developed or they've all sort of graduated into these these closer friendships because of the fact that we had intentional circumstances exactly we shared between each other and same for me yeah like uh my friendship with you my friendship with there's another person i mentioned who has like going out to eat with during school right mm. so like we we could have just said oh we'll meet at lunchtime and just talk and stuff but no we like from then we were doing something that was just very personal unrelated to any 
in post setting and so it just graduated and kept going afterwards uh, whereas the friends who like right now i'm struggling with friends who i add an impost setting and then the impost setting is gone but i haven't made an intentional setting so now i'm trying to rekindle that spark to make mm-hmm. an intentional setting and yeah, the yeah. the the really important thing there is having that effort that's like that comes from you and them and stuff that's not coming from any external party whether it's a school or i feel like the family gathering thing was a also a pretty important insight for me i only realized this now while talking to you or like like properly realized it mm. that it's really not that much different from school in the sense that just like school friends you can stop being friends with them if you didn't do much outside of school same way in the same way like if you only used to see someone in family gatherings you can basically stop hanging out with them once you stop seeing them at family gatherings or something it's just that easy right so like having that realization is important i hope i hope some of the younger versions of me who are out there and listening to this will they'll pick up on it huh yeah like the common denominator between school and those family gatherings is the fact that they were imposed circumstances yeah so i guess like a, a a good takeaway is to understand the differences between an imposed circumstance and a, an intentional circumstance and the fact that in order to or the idea that in order to create richer friendships you should kindle those intentional circumstances and once you have like maybe one intentional circumstance you kind of add on to it over time yeah and yeah. also like n- noticing that or like realizing that uh if right now you're in a situation where you used to be friends with someone under an imposed setting and you haven't hung out with them or talked to them or whatever for a good while and you want to resume your friendship, which is going to have to be in the form of intentional circumstances, right? It's going to be you texting them or, yeah, naturally. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Then realizing that there's never going to be a perfect time to do that because like by nature, like with school, it's not that, oh, you only go to school when you're feeling like really good. You just go right even if you're tired you just go right or like they just go but now with real life it's like now there's nothing is forcing you externally to do that so now you have to put in the effort things will never be perfect you'll never mm. be like oh you know like like the stars just lined up so that you and your friend could actually get together again after you after five years or something no you have to be the one yeah you have to have like again the courage to to put one foot in front of the other and like make that initial effort yes and the hope is that eventually, like, you will, like, rekindle your friendship to the point that you prioritize it over a lot of other things, so that you don't you don't make excuses to not right and not and, talk to and, them. and and we you missed this point, but okay, you shouldn't have to wait until you got your life figured out in order yeah. to reach out to people or respond to people. Yeah, it's just a big excuse. And like, once you're busy, you're gonna say I'm too busy. And like, whatever's going on in your life at the moment, you will find a way to excuse uh, to make an excuse not right. to, not to reach out to. Yeah, friends. I so find that just... like there's a lot of, I don't know, like I, I see these posts sometimes on social media or maybe like it's a it's in the form of a video on YouTube, but it's just like, <laughs> it's it's just so disturbing. They they advocate for neglecting your friendships in order to pursue your goals. Because in the end, it's the goals that stay with you, or something along those lines. I just find it so disturbing because it it assumes that like the goal in life is to just make it to some arbitrary uh, paradise that you formed in your mind. Right, as if. But then the like the big problem with that, and this goes ties in really nicely with our last episode, is that even if in the end, like I said, I think I said in the last episode very explicitly, it's not true that also well that ends well. All is not well that ends well. 
the ending as well. That doesn't mean everything else up to that point was good, mm-hmm. right? So, so the things you remember, like, do you really want to, like, you know, live a long life and then the end, okay, succeed in the way that you envisioned for yourself when you're young, but then when you look back on your life, you just see, like, a life that was either dull or overworked or just, like, ugly in some way. Yeah. Or would you would you rather, like, maybe not reach quite that same level of success, but, like, still be well off, whatever, for sure, but look back and see a life full of, like, fond memories and, like, you know, some kind of and like genuine genuinely enjoyable moments where you're living in the present with your friends like tying it back to the, mm-hmm. this episode now yeah this, exactly. this, this was like in a way it was like one like very specific subset of the last episode like the, the it was it was like a little expansion on on one subset i feel like i feel like a lot of episodes will be like subsets of each other in some weird way <laughs> yeah in the end it's all yeah. like connected back together very much yeah. so but i like how there's still so much room to go like deep into one of these specific topics and like bring like new information each time yeah and and, and you probably <laughs> know this by now but i always like to like bring in terminology or create some kind of model that you can apply yeah. i find that it what? just like enriches the level of conversation you can have about the topic exactly what's funny is this time i made the terminology i wasn't even trying to but just Oh, I wait, think who made the terminology? I feel like you you made imposed and intentional. I want you were talking about the circumstances. Yeah, you were talking about the circumstances, but then I just kind of like coined the terms. At one point, I was saying intentional and non-intentional, and you're like non-intentional. We need a word for that. Imposed. <laughs> yeah. And that just that just that just captures it so well. Yeah. You know, like it's coming from above, coming from somewhere else. Exactly. And then my, <laughs> I find my concept of graduating kind of funny. It's like, oh, you graduate from high school, but your friendship is like a separate entity that graduates with you. Right. You know? Like. Yeah. Exactly. So. I, <laughs> It's kind of nice to think about that way. Right. I have to submit something. I just realized it's like 11.52. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, it's a good good thing that we're <laughs> just about ending right now. Yeah. So I guess we'll wrap it up. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Yep. Thank you. And we'll see you guys. Or we'll, you'll hear of us next week or in the following weeks. Bye for now. All right. Signing off. So that was, that was good. Well, why are we putting on so many bangers now? Like... <laughs>